I'm the host of College Genesis. Jamal, you got a lot of nose in me for a second, brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm the College Genesis. I'll be guiding you through the next couple hours and some and four segments of some stimulating conversation and interesting discussion with my partner and co-host, brother Jamar Omar. He'll be joining us. He's joining us in the studio. And tonight's topic is, tonight's theme is, College Genesis, the ringmaster in the circus of deadly clowns. Now, uh, lately, people have followed me on Facebook and YouTube. And, uh, so I've been coming after a lot of nonsense that goes on in our community. You know, I've, I've made the decision, right, that I'd rather lose friends, so-called friends, and that people's, your thumbs up, your tweets, your hearts, your uh, replies and all your, oh, what's up, brother Kyle? That doesn't mean shit to me anymore. What means, uh, what is important to me now is the truth and getting our community straight because we are in a collective mess. And the, and the image of black America has not changed. We have not advanced in all these years. I, I'll say it like this. Bill Cosby and all these other people have uh, uh, Paul Robeson and all these other people have uh, tried their best but in vain. Richard Wright and all these other people tried to say this is not who we are. We're an intelligent people. You know, but it seems that we keep telling the world we're a foolish people. We're foolish socially. We're foolish culturally. We're foolish politically, and we're foolish economically. And so what does it take? What chances do young people have? What chances do you have in black America when the, the adults are acting like it's a three-wing circus full of deadly clowns? That's what we're going to talk about tonight, so we're going to get into some topic. Yeah, first of all, the topic is, um, is uh, 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 Andrew Gilliam comes out as bisexual. You know, first he denied it, and then his wife sticks around with him, so I'm cool with his bisexuality. What the hell is going on? This is a guy as a protege of Barack Obama. You know, there's something suspicious about that, too, you know? 
and the bottom line, if you don't think there's a gay agenda or to hijack black America and all these other people, let me tell you something, folks, right? And people say, well, Kyle, why are you so against the Democrats, right? Because one, I'm educated. One, I know we don't need any of these freaking political parties, right? It's the same shit's going to happen to black America no matter who's in office. So with that being said, I'm like this. Ain't nobody getting a free ride off of me. You know, the Democrats uh, are already telling the DACA people you're going to get this. You know, Kamala Harris is going to make sure her Indian community is taken care of. Joe Biden said his number one agenda is the LGBTQ. But the whole thing is this. Black America is in shambles. You know, there was no enterprise zone. Unlike Trump, who has enterprise zone targeted Black America. And uh, he mentions Black America. He mentioned Barack Obama never mentioned Black unemployment. He never black, mentioned a Black issue one time. He was told that he has to be the president for everybody. What that means is that our issues suddenly become we're all Americans. Even though uh, white people have issues, whatever, that they value and everything that are different from ours. But we're supposed to sacrifice our values and what we think is important for the greater good of putting together this so-called fake-ass America that hasn't worked for us. And I'll say it again, right? I think uh, the election of Barack Obama was a real mistake. White people now say we elected a black. That was our reparations. We elected Barack Obama. Now white people, instead of some saying, yeah, we owe these people something and uh, we have, we're indebted to America, they'll say, well, I vote for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. I voted for Barack Obama. I don't have to do anything else. While there's nothing in uh, uh, on the table for black America as a collective. And tonight we're going to talk about the Jamal and I are going to have a debate in the second segment about uh, black funeral homes. You know, him and I don't see eye to eye on this. You know, I hope Jamal brought his facts. I'm going to dig up my facts and everything like that. And my facts basically came from the Nation of Islam. They're the ones, the final call of the first person, first uh, paper I saw this that broke the story about the loss of black funeral homes. When I say loss of black funeral homes, right, and I'm trying to give myself a one-up before Jamal comes on, but the, the loss of funeral homes, uh, it should be a time where 100% of black people were buried by black funeral homes. That's the one thing we did. The white man could have our, our body on this earth, but somehow we didn't like white people burying our body. That's the thing. It's like you should be giving him your dead body and you keep your life while you're here. We're just we were always just the opposite. But now since they figured out that more and more since like the 70s, 67, black people start buying life insurance policy. If you don't, I sell life insurance and fuel insurance. It's a big payout. If you got a policy and uh, and uh, and uh, for funeral expenses and it's a twenty thousand dollar for funeral cost, that's a lot of money. The funeral home gets that. That's a lot of money, minus whatever is left over. The average funeral home costs between $7,000 and $15,000. That's a lot of money. For burying somebody in just a limousine service and, and all this stuff like that, just for the average funeral to last no more than uh, an hour and a half. Funeral procession and the burial and all stuff like that, and that's it. So so for, uh, for a total hour and a half of Funeral home to make on an average twelve thousand dollars. That's big money. So they said, "Well, wait a minute here. 
everybody got to die and Negroes got to die. We're killing each other every day. We're dying. To, and we had Norfolk that, uh, just the other day. We had so many shootings in the last week. I can't even keep track. You know, the guns problem in black America is we have a gun holocaust. It's not drugs anymore. It's guns. You know, and we got more black. Now, and I'm a gun owner, right? I'm not going to be a hypocrite, right? But we have a gun culture in black America. People, a kid was killed, 50 year old kid was killed in a, a, a fight on a playground, gunned down, right? And they caught the uh, perpetrators, I guess, you know, and it was a 13 year old and a 16 year old. 50 year old boy died. Where are the kids getting guns from? This is a problem. And I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen when the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the NRA years ago. States like Virginia put out guns, and these guns, they, they got to go someplace. So they're manufacturing weapons of death, and they end up in the wrong hands. It wasn't like this 20 years ago. Yeah, we had shootings and everything, but most gangs that I remember, Bloods and Crips, you know, they were fighting with their fists. It was, you get a beat down or whatever like that, you live. You know, gang fights. You see, now, no sense of bringing, you know, being around your boys, it don't matter anymore because somebody got a gun. You can have 10 dudes with you. It don't matter. So no, the shots ring out, everybody running. And so what's happening is these communities live in terror, you know, and uh, Virginia Beach has become a refugee camp. I, I've never seen so many black folks in Virginia Beach. They're all moving from Norfolk and Newport News and Hampton and Portsmouth to Virginia Beach. They find some sort of sanctuary. It's a shame. At the same time, white people are moving in all these areas. I've seen a whole blocks of Newport News empty. People say, I just can't live here. And who's buying these houses up? White people. Some of these houses that were built back in the 40s and 30s are still very big. They have like 10 rooms in them. You know, and sometimes three. Oh, I just bought this one house, you know. Old house, but he turned like an old house that was built probably back in the 1920s, right? And he said he got like six apartments in there. That used to be one family house. Showed you that black people coming out of slavery, we had something. We were we were on our way, but I don't know how it all unraveled. We seem like we would. I look at old pictures from places like Petersburg, Virginia, and even Black Wall Street from the twenties. The black people looking nice, dressing down the street, walking down the street, and everything like that. And I'm like, what the hell happened? You know, what the hell happened? Like I said, it's America. It's America. It's nothing else. It's not us or whatever like that. It was just. Basically, you know, you cannot have two races of people in the same space. With that, let me bring Brother Jamal on, you know. All right, Jamal, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? How you doing? What do you think about the topic, bro? I said, our collagenesis, the ringmaster, and the circus of deadly clowns, you know. You know, and I and yeah, have you have you noticed lately? I've been coming down on the clown culture. You know, I've been hurting some feelings. I put up a, uh, that post about the girl who uh, about the bum rush the weave shop. Remember that? You know that. And so yeah, one, one chick said, "Well, with friends uh, like you, who needs enemies?" And I'm like, "Yo, I'm not just saying." Well, sis, I'm like, "Yo, look, man, I, I don't know how to handle that issue. I talked about that many times, right?" You know, uh, and like I said, in my office, right, right, Jason, in my office is two beauty shops, you know, by black women, you know. They be coming out looking fine, man. You know, but I know, like these women, they're not in their natural state. 
You know, they're not in their natural state. I know. I'm like, sister, you know, that weave all the way down to your butt is not real, you know? No, well, so should we black men leave the whole issue of weave alone? Should we leave that alone, Jamal? Uh, you're, you're muted, Jamal. Yeah, okay, you'll, you'll be fighting from here all the way to Lagos, Nigeria on that one. All, you know, so, black women all over the world. You have the, the enough images for that. Yeah, I think you, you got like it's a, all over the world. You got like a slight delay tomorrow. So you like it's like you're talking, but the loops are moving. Something happened. All right. Bye. Hold on. Yeah, call back in, brother. Well, I don't know why I did. You say you want to be black. Me, black means I like women mostly in their natural state. You know, I mean, I don't mind women like you know if you have a perm here or there. Oh, you may have some extensions or whatever like that, but you know, I look at some of these sisters like, hey, no way all that hair is yours. You know? And then at the same time, black women are talking about Adele, you know, uh wearing Bantu knots or Kylie Jenner, you know, wearing braids. I'm like, come on, sisters. What the hell is going on? Y'all the most you know, uh, appropriating uh, beauty standards in the world, you know? You know, and you know that Indian hair on top of your head ain't yours? You know, is it us as a black man, we don't tell our women they're beautiful enough? Or is that it? You know, and then when we do tell black women they're beautiful, why is not love not good enough? You know, why is that not enough? It used to be good enough. But why is our love not good enough for the sisters out here? You know, and so what happens is a lot of sisters, they'll settle for the clown. You know, the clown don't care about what you have on top of your head or whatever like that, how fake your nails are or whatever like that. You know, he don't care about the eyelash. You say, oh, you know, whatever. You know, we live in, they live in a superficial world anyway. You know, so that's what we're talking about tonight, you know. Also, Cardi B gets... Uh, divorce is offset. I said I I would never seen that coming. You know, you know I I've never seen that coming. Cardi B divorce is offset, and I'm like wow, you know. And uh, there's the, the, the couple a couple of conflicting things out here, Jamal. On one hand, somebody said because Offset got a girl pregnant that cooked for him, and then they said Cardi B says she does not cook. You know. You know, is that a deal breaker? You know, a woman says she don't cook. She bought him. You see that house? You see that house she bought him? A mansion. She bought him a mansion. That was a nice house. Yo, so what? I mean, yo, what? How? Yo, how does that happen? How does he get a mansion, right? You know, and Cardi B. I be honest, to be honest with you, I change my type, but you know, she looked good and everything like that. You know, and you know, she's a freak and everything. Why is that not enough for this? What, what happened, Jamal? You might. Could represent Man, yeah. all set, all set, 20, Cardi B. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but he's not gonna have Cardi B. Remember they split up before? Yeah. And they got back together. Uh-huh. You know? Is he gonna turn out to be another future? Probably being uh-huh. future got fifteen baby mamas, you know? Yeah. All set with about twenty six, yeah, young guy, man. So it's a rock think, star, you know? So you think he ain't, he wasn't ready for marriage, huh? Settle down. I mean, he probably did it for the lore, but he probably got 20 Cardi B's on. Right, so he got a lot of women running around. And everything. He got a lot of options, man. His, his value will go up after Cardi B, trust me. Yeah, I, I, that's a, right. something else. 
So what do you think about what does what does it do for Cardi B as far as her uh, rise in politics and stuff? That which is a shame in itself. You know? You know? I think I, mean, I think I think Cardi has a good heart. I think her heart's in a good place. You know, she right. gotta get a little more She don't know what the fuck she, she don't know the fuck she's talking about, basically. Yeah, she gotta get a little more educated. Uh, but uh, she means she means the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I think, I think you know what I think. I'm gonna say this, man. Like I said, tonight's show is the ringmaster of the circus of deadly clowns, right? I think a lot of these rappers and everything are getting older, right? You can't talk about Chirac in the club no more. That's played out, you know. The last thing in the ringmaster now is the ring, the circus is the politics. Everybody has a, a political view, you know, because that's what people are listening to. I'm telling you right now, Jamal, 15 years ago, uh, 20 years ago, black people didn't care about politics. I don't know what changed over the last few years, you know? No one cared about Clinton and uh, Gore. Why you say that? Because, I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to vote or die. Yo, yo, that was Jamal. Come on. That was bullshit. Yeah, that, was bull, that was that was that was bullshit. Rappers had opinions back then. Yeah, what, what, what was the opinion? Tell me the topic of a uh, discussion back then. The opinion was vote blue. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, what was the tangent? What was the issues on the table? You know, nobody knew. Either George, either George Bush going to put you in slavery or vote for Al Gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But George Bush going to put you in slavery. You know. And then when George Bush did one, like, oh, Master Bush is in power. You know, oh, we did all our Master Bush, you know. Oh, Master Bush is coming for us. Oh, Master Bush, Master Bush. You know, oh, that. And then, you know, all the stuff like that. And it's like nobody really took black people seriously out of politics, you know. And then remember, and then remember 15 years ago, you had the Kanye West when he got on national TV and said George Bush don't like black people. That was a big thing. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that was a big thing, right? But it's still. That was huge. That was like a huge moment. Well, yeah, but the thing is, though, almost all the rappers, everybody condemned Kanye West. You know, they all, everybody condemned Kanye West at the time. I don't know if they condemned him. Hey, nobody took Kanye West seriously. Everybody was awesome. Kanye said you what? Yeah, like that. Kanye probably became a legend after that. Yeah, because he's the only because he's the only one that says something like that, you know? He said George don't care about black people. You know, everybody else, though, uh all the rappers or the entertainment like I said, avoided politics. You know? And when they talked about politics, I mean I remember at the time, I remember I listening to Ice T, right? Ice T just said it straight back then, right? Yeah, I see just I see kept it real. I never forget this, right? Uh he said, well, let me try to put it on with preface what he said. He said, he said, Yeah, man, you know, we could uh he goes, uh he goes, Yeah, man, you're talking about America but he said, Wait a minute here. We could talk about that, but I'm a black man. He goes, None of this stuff means nothing to me. He goes, My people still don't got nothing. And and uh, you say let's let's do that but for who? You know? I don't see no conditions. And change the black. What does that mean? What is the uh, America like? Make he was basically saying, uh, well, we got to change America. Change America for what? You know, our people ain't. Uh, we've been doing this all the time. Yeah, I ain't seen nothing. You know, he goes, he goes, I'm a black man in America with his you know, his yellow. I, he got a high yellow nigga saying that. You know, come on, I'm a black man in America. You know, and that don't mean nothing. You know, none of these parties mean nothing. It means you know what I'm saying. 
Oh. I said that was the mentality of a lot of people. I remember Jizza said, yo, fuck politics. You know? Uh, Jizza the Wu-Tang class said, yo, fuck politics. Um, on uh, social media, right? I was talking politics and everything. And motherfuckers was coming at me like, yo, man, why are you talking this about that? Nobody want to know about that. Nobody care about no politics or whatnot. You know, it was, oh, yeah. This, this, this is the thing. This is, this is what really set me off, right? There was a blog, right? A hip hop blog. I forgot the name of it, right? It was out there, the hip hop blog, you know, owned by a white guy, you know. And this was a white guy, right? He actually had a picture of himself up there. It was a white guy, right? You know, with a Kango on, right? He had a gold chain and he had all stuff on like that. And he built, he had money too. He was a rich white guy. He he built the hip hop blog, right? And his name was Omega X, something like that, right? Or that. And he and this is what set me off. I wrote the blog, you know, the forty million dollar slave, you know. And he wrote a blog, and he had all these motherfuckers on there. He said uh, uh, he compared Biggie and Tupac. He said Biggie and Tupac are our Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. And there was a lot of people. Yeah, man, fuck Martin Luther King. Fuck Big uh, We were. I said I got on there. I said, Are you fucking kidding me? You know, I said you're gonna compare Tupac Shakur and Martin Luther King. You gonna you no, know, you compare uh, Biggie Smalls and Malcolm X and all stuff like that. You know, yeah, they, they don't mean shit. They don't mean shit. All they do was like using the N word. Yo, fuck you, nigga. I said, dude, I know you're white, man. Let me call me no nigga and whatnot. You know, come on, nigga, niggas like you. You know what I'm saying? You want to keep us in the past? Well, like, you know, and I, and that blog, I don't say it myself. I said, this is the problem at, with this whole. This is the hip hop nation now. You know, the so called hip hop nation now. You know, we don't care about. Uh, uh, like I said, so okay, is it? So what you're saying is we're not uh, a race. We're now the hip hop race. This is stupid shit I was saying back then. You know, and I said, man, I, that, that's why I made my mind. I said only a collar nation is gonna survive. I said a collar nation, right? I said at the time hip hop was the dominant. You know, you look at my early stuff on uh, uh, or when I came out, I was very talking about music. I was in this is fifty group. I was in all these hip hop groups. That's all those out there. There was no political. There was no political groups out there. Black political groups. So it ain't like it is now, you know. So I was I was the only one talking politics and everything. And people were like, "Oh man, you gotta stop, Mr. Black Panther Party on that." You know, we're trying to build a hip hop nation, man. Colorblind. I said, "Dude, man, you know that ain't gonna work, man. I'm still black, bro. You saw, you know, you're negative. You're trying to bring up this black stuff one night. You know, you're trying to divide us and whatnot. You know." I said, "Man, there is no damn hip hop nation, you know." You know, there's black and white in this country, you know. They say, you're a racist, you're a black racist, you're a black supremacist, and all that stuff like that, you know. And so basically, at the time, it was with David Banner, right? There was a magazine, I forgot the name of it, right? And this, uh, David Banner was featured in this magazine, right? And this white chick was interviewing him. She, she was like, so what do you think about Al Sharpton? Fuck Al Sharpton, fuck Al Sharpton, you know? Yo, we don't deal with that, you know. Niggas got to get their money. Fucking blonde, blonde, white girl. Put him on her front cover and she's interviewing him on that. Show the video interview. And he's like going in and out shopping. At the time, I had to come up and defend Al Sharpton. Right? Because Al Sharpton made a comment about Lil Wayne, whatever. Like, remember, you don't remember Al Sharpton beef with Lil Wayne? You don't remember that? No, I don't remember that one. See, Jamal, man, I tell you, man, you got to keep up on stuff, man. I expect you to be up on this shit, man. Al Sharpton and Lil Wayne. Yeah, man. Then, right. and then eventually. Then Al eventually, Sharpton ain't been relevant. Well, but hold, but the bottom line at the time, you know, saying this is like 07, then after after they met together, Lil Wayne published one of his books. 
Yeah, Lil Wayne has a publishing company, whatever, you know? And Lil Wayne uh, oh, got together and published one of his books, you know? And, uh, 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 and, uh, because in that song, Misunderstood, right? Lil Wayne got went out there and got a lot of white audience, right? By talking about Al Sharpton, you know? Mr. Sharpton, I'm going to ask you a question, you know? And people like you, bye, 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 bye. And I was going crazy on social media. I was like, how the fuck are you? You're selling, you're selling uh, uh, hate against, even though I don't agree with Al Sharpton, to white people, right? And then somebody asked uh, uh, 50 Cent, what do you think about Al You know, the, the, the whole thing was white people that was controlling hip hop was trying to turn black rappers, you know, make public statements against black leaders, you know? And then uh, uh, Game came out with this uh, thing, uh, this is about uh, Jesse Jackson. I don't think you remember that, do you? Remember the Game? I think I remember that a little bit. All right, all right. So that's what was going. That's what was really fueling me back in the days. You know, that's what I was going through. You know, that's what I was battling. You know, so I. And so when we talk about the new black media, you know, I know a lot of people are motivated by the same thing. We had tomfoolery governing black people's uh, thoughts on social media, you know? And I never thought that uh, uh, what gave what gave black people a bump was the Gina Six situation, you know? And then when Obama was running for president, black people started talking about politics and everything like that, you know? <coughs> and then... Gina Six was big, I remember that. Yeah, that before Gina Six, we thought black activism had been called. But now, man, I look at it now with these Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, we've gone too far, you know? You know, Black Lives Matter, you know, the LGBTQ and all this nonsense and everything, you know, the Marxist stuff like that. I think it may have gone too far. But back then, so what, what I'm saying is we never really had black consciousness in politics in the modern era, you know? Nobody knows what the, uh, the agenda is. You ask people, what's the black agenda? You know, can anybody tell them? You know, let's say, what's yeah, the, pretty much no. So when people keep saying, oh, okay, we're, we, there's got to be a black agenda, we don't go vote. Well, what the fuck is the black agenda? You know? Well, I don't know, man, but it got to be black. It's a black agenda. You got black. So what's your black What's the black agenda? Tell me tangible. Now, the same people say there's got to be a black agenda. Do you go uh, like Baltimore, man? I look at Baltimore. It's so, I mean, Maryland is so corrupt politically, you know? They just put people in, in power, right? They know it's all Democrat, right? So you had the one white guy, you know, they put in a senator and whatnot, you know, as a favor to Hillary and all stuff, stuff like that. And then that one lady that was in Baltimore, she's supposed to be mayor. While she's supposed to be at a press conference, she's out there looking at a home, you know? The city's going to pieces and everything. The prosecutor there is more interested in prosecuting police than crime. And I might say, what is it? And also, they had a $300 million grant to develop Baltimore. Not one dime went to the damn city. The residents, they built like one house. So we're here in 2020. And I'm saying also, we're just politically broken. You know, politically broken. And all we have, all we can do is sit back. And look at the procession of clowns, Ice Cube. You know, you know. I'm like Ice Cube, man. You know, come on. You know, what the hell? You know, oh, this guy, like, dude, man. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, I, I guess Ice Cube's being schooled by Boyce Watkins, you know. But I don't see no kind of it's a shame that Boyce Watkins got to use Ice Cube to get some relevance, you know. Because on the whole, black people aren't paying attention to politics, you know, like we should. There's nobody, 
Nobody's political in black America like we should. It's all about the electoral cycle. You know? Now the big thing is, oh, Donald Trump's a racist, we gotta vote for him. We gotta get him out of office. You know? If he succeeded doing that, then what? Yeah, you just gotta get him out. He's a racist. He's a racist. That's what you mean. Uh, racist, racist, bro. Well, what about all the stuff he did? No matter. So yeah, this, I, heard, I heard black guys say, "Oh, we gotta get him out. You gotta restore the order. You gotta go come back to some some sense, some sense of normalcy in America." Normalcy. <laughs> you know, That's and what I now, like I said, man, the bottom line is you got a lot of black people who they know that uh, Trump's not the problem. They know it, but we, he's an easy scapegoat because we know collectively we ain't got shit. <laughs> Other people, like a Mexicans, you know, I looked at Hispanics, right? They came to discuss. Somebody was saying, uh, 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 what was it, uh, Pan, uh, Brandon, Pan Fairfax. He was saying, man, now when he goes to the hospital or clinic in, uh, in, uh, in Los Angeles, right, who's behind the counter? Mexican. The doctor will tell you, yeah, his father came here as a migrant worker a generation ago, right? Now they're doctors. And you know what's happening too? You have a lot of African immigrants, right? Who are coming here, and now you got a Liberian guy running for senator in Rhode Island. But everyone's telling the African Americans, y'all gotta move to the rural areas. Y'all got yo, it's just so bad. But everybody wants area. Why is everybody telling us that we have to give up on what we have or not um, to reject America? It's just so bad. But yet they come over here. And they suck up the grants. Like you were saying, you said, well, you got to, did you say, for well, college, uh, don't be black and gotta learn how to write these grants and stuff? Did you say that? Yeah. You know? No, well, I said they got to apply. Yeah, apply. Well, you got to know how to write this. Do you know before they get here? They know who to, what to fill out, uh, what to do. They, they were organized. And you wonder why they're succeeding. But we're not organized like that, you know? We are, we are, have, it's a, I mean, it's, 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 people, it's black people that know how to do that stuff too, but it's just that, um, but, but black, you know, black people, black people, uh, that do it are only out for themselves. They don't care about, they don't care about the collective, you know? Uh, it depends. Oh, come on, Jamal. I mean, we do have that, we do have that crab mentality, some of it. Okay. Some people help out. Yeah. So, some of us, but the whole thing is, there's too many of us, right? There's too many of us, and the bottom line is there's not, not enough to justify anybody telling us what we should do, you know? Oh. But, but go back to Brandon's, but Mexicans been in L.A. since forever, though. Yeah, but he's talking about people, he's specifically talking about people who are just migrants, you know? He said he talked to interview people. He said, oh, yeah, we just came over to Mexico and uh, just like a generation, 20 years ago, you know? And now uh, the father came over here picking fruit and whatever, like strawberries. When now the kids are in college because they know how to apply for government grants for college and all stuff like that. You know, they're very resourceful. They'll live tend to a house. You know, and now that they got a supply train back to Mexico. You know, they send money back to Mexico. I mean, we used to do that, live ten and What happened to that? Yeah, man, we live in a, in a modern era, man. I told, like I told you, man. I said my parents, my family came to New York, right? There was a different thing, man. When you can't, like I said, Jamaica Queens like the hot black highlight, right? You know, it used to be a time in the country, right? 
you just show up at somebody's house. Oh, hey, hey, what you doing? Next thing you know, y'all sitting by. I got a warrior member cut my back or whatever like that. But and we moved to New York, right? Oh, you didn't come out, come out of by nobody's house unannounced, you know? They look like, you know what I'm and that's that's very hurtful. But you got, oh, cousin such and such, you know? Before you just drop by on Sunday, oh yeah, fix my plate, whatever, you know? We came to New York, we got all, oh, it's it's a different now, you know? You know, okay, oh, yeah, you know, we started having different classes and different styles, you know what I'm saying? And I saw that, I mm-hmm. saw that for myself. I said, I saw the, uh, the I, I think, I think like the, I guess, like I said, being in their 60s now, I guess they just, everybody in their 60s has lost all that shit. Yeah, you know, so, so the bottom line is that, that, that feel that, oh, we had, like we used to have in North Carolina. And these are the <laughs> people that's voting them with the Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we they didn't they didn't carry those traditions, man. Yeah, well, the bottom line, they got well, how do you say it? You know, chic, you know, and uh, high mighty and whatnot, and that caused division. You know, bougie. You know, the bougie culture said it. You know, you look, you get a little more education, man. You feel embarrassed by cousin cousin Rufus. You know, I remember there was a a, 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 a TV show. You probably you don't remember the TV show. It came out in seventy four. That's my mom. Yeah, it's for your time. I remember that. I remember that. I remember the one episode that always stuck in my head, right? Where uh, where uh, Clifton Davis, he was a uh, he was a barber, right? And so White Magazine wanted to interview him, talk about the uh, uh, the rise in black middle class, whatever like that, right? And his uncle came around, right? He's like, I'm a, I know how to chase women and do this, shoot dice, whatnot, right? And the white guy came around like, no, oh, man, he doesn't fit the, the bill of what we're trying to portray here. They find something, man, that's my uncle, man. Yeah, I ain't going to give him up for nobody. He loves me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. So those are issues. The Jefferson's dealt with that, that, that a long time. You know good times, did, remember? Remember one time the, the, the wealthy family? But I can't even feel bad. There was no reason why the, the, uh, a man that willing to work living in a squalor that they did. Good times is too extreme. You know, ain't like, People say, "Ain't nobody that goddamn poor," you know. You know? I don't know. Good, good times. That that was that was accurate. That was pretty. You know, man. You know, at the time, man, we used to watch it, right? Family, but my family, yo, my family. all I know, I didn't know nothing when I was a kid, right? My family was like, "Yo, come on, they gotta give James a good job, man." It was like every episode they want James to get a job, right? They're like, "Ain't nobody doing that bad," you know. Come on, you know. Talking about oatmeal and cream of wheat. I'm like, God damn, you know what I'm saying? But that was the thing. We're living in Queens. We're doing a good life or not. And nobody wanted to hear nothing about no damn poverty. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wanted to hear it no more, you know? This idea, that's why I was saying, oh, we got oh, the poor, us poor. You know, like, we don't want to identify with goddamn poverty. We want prosperity, you know? But the thing is, the poverty culture is what dominates black co- black uh, social economics. We play <laughs> But it's, it's more nuanced to that because... Well, let's do, let's do that in Nobody was looking at good times like, oh, man, Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, know. they were. Yes, they were. It was, it was like, it was like, yeah, they were in that... That didn't define them. <laughs> yo, yo, Jamal, man. Yo, we'll, we'll, let me play a song. Let me play a song. Let's talk about that in the next session. Let's talk about that. Oh, you can hold that stuff, nigga. 
of Genesis, Jamal Omar, <clears throat> ringmasters and a circus of deadly clowns. Speaking of which, you see that who was texting us all that time? Jamal? You Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying that. I was wondering. What the hell? How, like, I mean, I'm trying to do a show, and this guy's texting me and whatnot. You know, was it some freaking nonsense or whatnot? You know, I, I, I don't know what it is, man. You know, I, you know, and I liked the circus when I was a kid. I remember my parents took me to circus. I was like, what was it? Last year we was in New York City. You know, I was eight years old. I was uh, seven years old, I believe. You know. I know they took us to Nassau. It was after, I thought we were going to another revival after church, right? And Sunday evening, right? We ate dinner. I said, oh, man, we're going to go to another boring church thing, right? And it was, they was like, yeah, we're going to church. They said, my parents told us we were going to church, right? It was a church meeting, right? I said, also, I see an awful lot of white people out here in Nassau Coliseum, right? And I said, next thing you know, we went there. We saw all these clowns and uh, uh, elephants and lions. We were like, oh, my God, we had to start going crazy, you know? I never forget then years later when I was like 15, 16, right? My parents took us to the circus, man. We left early, you know, because we were just so bored, you know? We were like, oh, man, this is stupid. Let's go, you know? And we uh, we uh, spent the, uh, the day out in House Queens with my cousin Al's house, you know? I never forget what that. Was, what was it? Was it Ringling Brother Bell and Circle? Ringling Brother Ball and Bell, yeah, you know? And when I was a kid, it was good. When I was like six, seven years old, that was great. I was a teenager, man. I said, I don't want to see a bunch of clowns, man. You know, it wasn't funny no more. Clown juggling and all this kind of stupid shit, you know? You know, that's when we were, that's when we were breakdancing. We were in hip-hop and everything. <laughs> that's when we were into the friggin' uh, Run DMC and, you know what I'm saying, graffiti and bomber jackets and whatnot, you know? That's when we were teenagers, man. We were, we were like, get, we told parents, yo, get us out of here, you know? <laughs> And we left before we left before the thing was even over, you know. We were bored. I was like, man, get out of here with this, you know. Fall late, that was a waste of money, you know. But yeah, like I was saying about good times, man. You know, uh, and uh, welcome to the second segment. We're a little halfway in, man. But you know, we, we overran, but it happens. Anyway, uh, uh, it's about good times, man. I remember a lot of black people like, yo, man, yo, okay, you know, we understand that, but because we cause in New York, right? I have family members living in the projects. You go to the refrigerator full. These motherfuckers taking trips to the islands and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Taking trips down south, taking vacations, you know, getting up airplanes. People had degrees and whatnot. You even you say you know about how New York is. I don't know how Philly is, bro. Well, you got motherfuckers living in Queensbridge, right? And they be taking vacations to Europe, you know? You know, they're making so much money because when there's a lot of people just use it for you got people you got all kinds you go to some people's houses you be seeing decoration you know that back in the day think of the 1970s i got my pad you know what i'm saying so freaking uh, 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 uh bed sheets and all some water beds and all stuff like that funky ass fucking uh, uh 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 fish tanks and whatnot you know thinking of you know what i'm saying back in the day man so i'm like we look at good times like where the fuck is this you know you know, we're like this. That, 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 that was just New York, you know? And so we had people out there. We had, I had relatives that lived in the project. I, you know, I had fun when I went over there, you know? We had fun. You know? So the project had three bedrooms in there and whatnot, man. You know, people, we cooked dinner, you know? Christmas shit under the Christmas tree and shit, you know? 
You know, so we look at good times, like, man, see, that's why I realized, man, I said, okay, that's the life that they try. Good time was really never marketed towards, you know, towards a black woman. So you know that, right? You know that? Well, good time wasn't marketed. Nah, man. Good times was ABC Prime. That was marketed towards white women. You know, that's why James Evans quit, man. You don't know the backstory to that? You know, and then, uh, uh, it was his name, John Neymar. He quit, man. He said, man, you got to give me a job and more money, you know? And then Florida Evans was like, yo, man, I'm sorry to make Chief quit because they tried to make a JJ look like a buffoon. And then. I like, I like, I like how they did the Michael thing. Oh, but well, well, hey, well, well, before you celebrate, J Maul, before you celebrate, let me get to I that. Like, I like how they did that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, oh, let, me, let, me, let me say what I got to say, right? Then the criticism was why is it that, that Michael, the child, had all the sins? You know, they said the criticism was why they make Michael have more sense than everybody else. It was, it was no, it was no, genius. they were basically telling saying black people are stupid, you know, and they're a child. Uh, nah, but it was genius. Yeah, Jamal, man, man come on, man. Stuff. That's some clown shit. Genius. You know, so you'll be a clown. Genius. You didn't see how you would be a clown. Genius, you didn't see how you would be a clown on that show. You know what I'm saying? They make the kid with all the smarts and whatnot, you know. He knows right from wrong and whatnot, and the rest, nobody else do, you know. It was like a huckleberry. It was just like a huckleberry. It was like a black version of Huckleberry Finn and Nigga Jim and shit. You know, you know. Well, you got not really, not really. Yeah, not yeah. That's what they were saying. They said, man. They said, man. They they had JJ acting like a fool, a cool, a, a, a fool. Listen, JJ. You know, he was talking his job, talk. You know what I mean? But that could happen. I could see that happening. <laughs> yeah, you say, like, I don't mind or not. You know, the only real character I really, one character I really like is no. Fine. She's still fine, so you know. Bird that said, she's still fine. She's sixty-four. She's still a kid. You couldn't make JJ JJ radical because no, it was too. No, I know, I know, I know. That's why it was a white audience. You know, it was a white audience. They want to see, you know, okay, humor and whatnot. You know, and so when Michael was saying all this stuff, oh, that's just a kid. You know, that's why they said it. But it, it had a lot of truth. It was genius, though. Yeah, but the genius. bottom line, but they they had to have it come through a kid, you know. It's just like if you have a, 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 a let's see, let's let's see, when you have these uh, uh, uh these Muppets and whatnot, you know, you know, I mean, you gonna look at Kermit the Frog like, okay, yeah, see Kermit, oh, that was just a freaking puppet. I'm listening to a fucking puppet, but the puppet may be saying some shit, right? But you were like, oh man, you know, you ain't gonna take it too seriously because. It's coming from a puppet, you know? It's like, oh, man, you look to a cartoon. You know, it's like a cartoon. When, oh, man, you give me a fucking shit from a cartoon and whatnot, you know? You know, so that's what they do, you know? <laughs> you were never going to have, like, a father. Late I go, I'm, I'm like this. You know, they leave that alone. You know, man, that's why they I, I, uh, they said they had to, they couldn't have James Evans. He always had to be, like, oh, one step away from Oh man, how are we gonna eat today? How are we gonna pay the bills? How are we gonna have the light bill, you know, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, he was shuffling. Yeah. Shuffling. <laughs> you know? You know, he had to play uh the, the one remember the one black. Well, but you know what though? It is some fathers. It's like the all fathers gonna be all conscious and all that. Yeah, you know. So like I said, man, James Evans. Yeah, but then when he asked for more money, they said, yo, nigga, they fired that. They fired his ass. He asked for more money. They said, no, nigga, you And the same thing happened with Sanford's son. You know, Fred said, you know, Red Fox quit for a little while, you know? You know, episode where they brought Grady on, you know? He wasn't away. He wasn't away in St. Louis, you know? 
you know, they were going to contract dispute, right? Because at first, they were not going to let, uh, 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 what's her name, Esther, you know? They didn't want her to do that role, right? And he almost quit the show because they wouldn't put, he, he wanted to bring all, see, he did it right. He brought all his buddies in the entertainment with him, you know, the dude play Bubba. And all they was on the road. Yeah, they was on the road. They was. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were. So he brought all these people on. He put them all on. You know? And so the bottom line is, you know, he, he took care of his people. He said, oh, you know, pay them this. And he wanted more money for the show. You know? And so, like I said, man, like I said, man, that was that, that, you know, like I said, that was like uh, comedic genius uh, back then, you know? Yeah, we want to talk about the funeral home situation, Jamal, you know? Now, I remember it used to be a time where 100% of black people were buried by 100% of Hey, hey Colin, Colin, that, that wasn't in your life, Colin. Uh, I know, but uh, listen, well, 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 all right, so if you say that, let's just look this shit up. I'm tired of your ass, bro. I really am. Yeah. So that's all you do is go to Google, and I'm not a good folks. I'm well read. I don't like using Google, but sometimes you have to, you know? Struggle of black funeral homes. Black. Yeah, I noticed if you type something in Google, man, you'll find anything you want to find. No, 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 home. You know what I'm saying? Anything you want to find. Let's see. You'll find all kind of articles, even if they're wrong. Wow. All right. This, oh, wow. Who? Harry, this is right here. From the Atlantic. The disappearance of distinctly black way to mourn. Like I told you, a lot of these funeral homes you think of black men are actually really white, you know? You know, they're really white. It's a franchise operation, you know? Like a lot of churches, you notice a lot of churches, right? A franchise. T.D. Jakes' church is not all his. It's a franchise, you know? They have these groups like the Assemblies of God and all these others, Episcopalians and whatnot, control everything, you know? Up top. You know, and they, you, you have your own church or whatever. You got to kick up money to them. Churches is a big business, a franchise, you know? You know, they'll set you up with all the pro- we think we got oh black church we gotta know but the bottom line is white people now also I noticed that my families are in the churches you know in New York you know in Florida you know the white televangelists are the biggest recruiters organizations of black churches a lot of black churches are actually affiliated you look at these black churches when not they're affiliated with white uh, uh, evangelical organizations you know. So this idea that we're gonna rise up and this black power stuff, whatnot, you know, and everything like that. The only thing really we still have right now that's ours are black colleges for the most part, you know. And 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 the funeral homes. And uh, not the funeral homes. Okay, look, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. This was four years ago, Jamal. Four years ago. The difference is this the disappearance of a distinctly black way to more. As African American funeral homes close, close. The communities they serve are losing a century-old meaning agreement and process, you know? And so as a child, right, Richard Abbas paid, played hide-and-seek with his brother among the caskets. Yeah, that's the whole thing. He spent, now, what city is this? Oh, uh, okay, D.C. D.C. Okay, he says he spent his entire life in uh, family business, all brothers. Man, and we know D.C. is getting gentrified, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I said. So is black funeral businesses. Man. That's a bad, as more, it's just, as more of what is, as more black people move out to the suburbs and abandon the, the inner city, there's no need for a black funeral home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. D.C. is a terrible example to you. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's more. Hold on. You know what I'm saying? Found you gotta give me like a part of more. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Says, 
Although the funeral parlor went down, uh, down the street, they once buried everyone everyone in uh, Detroit Park, historic black neighborhood of part of the capital. Now 73, Abel's still runs Hall Brothers, though the business isn't quite what it was. Okay, see what I'm saying? It's historic brick road. This is like, this is all across America, bro. His <coughs> historic brick road home is aging alongside its proprietor. There's water damage on the ceiling tiles. The front parlor uh, matted, uh, the threadbare pile. The steep stairs out, out, out front are accessible for all customers, and the property taxes are high. And Avis wants to make improvements, but he says hard to get loans from the state. Yeah, hard to get loans from black people. For more than a century, black funeral home directors have been serving the black community in the United States, keeping African American funeral home alive. But now those institutions with withstood segregation and prosper in it. You know, I mean, remember, remember that movie, uh, Funeral? I mean, uh, Hoodlum with, uh, uh, with, uh, uh, with, uh, 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 remember the movie, Hoodlum? Remember? Yeah. Remember in one part when the guy, uh, the boy got killed? He says, well, here, he gave the funeral home director, uh, money, you know, make him look good. With the boy that got killed, that was running for, uh, doing running numbers for him. You know? And then he said, the funeral home director, this man has brought so much prosperity. The funeral home director was always a staple in the black community. You know, the Undertaker, you know? So, but now those institutions. Still look, is, man. I just buried my eyes, man. It's all black. Come on, man. You gotta open your eyes, man. You gotta open I just your eyes. My eyes. You gotta, yeah, yeah, I know. You gotta open your eyes, but that's what that's just acceptable. You know what I'm saying? All black. Everything. Jamal, Jamal, you gotta look at the rising of the tide, right? And what it's like, you, you're the type of person you see, if your boat is sick, you see a drift. You're like, oh, man, that's one little drift, man. And so you basically like, wait a minute, what's submerged underwater? You know, you got, you got to look at the, cl- the glass half full. Yeah, half full, nothing. It should the be full. It should be full. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking it's at crumb. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at crumb. I'm not looking at crumb. Anyway, it says the largest black trade group in industry, the National uh, 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 Funeral Home Directors, right? And morticians or NFMA does not track the number of black funeral homes in the U.S., but the organization says the membership is shrinking. Come on, man. You're making all those noise, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He says the membership is shrinking. You know? Now NFDMA represents tw- uh, uh, 1,200 members compared to a reported 2,000 members in 1997. Many, she says, cannot afford to keep their doors open. Black funeral homes are distinctive, distinctive in their burial rituals in American culture. Funeral home directors have long preserved the African American traditional home going and these Christian ceremonies are often called. Bodies are typically viewed in open casket, richly adorned at a time, float, large photo arrangements, order and fabric. Then uh, 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 limousines, nice cars, escort the family, a sense of pride and pageantry. You know, that's another thing. And, and in Memphis, right, you see uh, uh, funerals when they're, they're bumping. That's so disrespectful. They're bumping, you know, and uh, just that, you know, they're playing loud music at a funeral, you know. As they, real traditional black funeral homes would never allow that, you know. To give a peaceful no, celebratory. No, 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 When you want to talk about getting to your African roots and all this stuff. No, but I like to talk about bumping, 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 bumping movies. Check this out. I know. But, but people have their. Like New Orleans. Uh, they New have Orleans. that. Well, you know, so, so, no, so, I know, but I'm talking about motherfuckers driving in the funeral procession with the hydraulics going up and down and whatnot, you know? You know, go up and down. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. It's a freaking funeral. It's a celebration, man. Everything is cool.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you want to throw plays at your funeral, I'll play with you, you know. You know, you guys <laughs> before I do that, I'll play with him. So he wanted to throw. You know, but with my funeral, motherfuckers better be mourning and crying and whatnot, you know. That's what I'm saying. You know, I want trumpets playing, I want the horns going, baby. Homegoers can offer African Americans respect and death that they don't receive in life. That's another thing, you know. A black funeral space provides refuge for the living, a family member can mourn and be in comfort and understood within a community institution, away from all for a racist world. Mourners feel at home during an otherwise disoriented moment, knowing that the traditions will be honored without question, culture, and practice. People say black American, African Americans don't have a culture, but our funeral culture was something we evolved. You know, and so basically, what they people say, that say people that say African Americans don't have a culture, they're idiots. That's what they are. Oh, a lot of people believe idiots. that. They're like this. And also, I said this. Like I said to uh, Vaughn the other day, I said, look, African American culture, the tradition was 400 years evolved. But that's older than the Zulus. People don't know that. You know, it's older than Zulus. Zulu culture didn't exist before 18, what, 1820 and shit, you know? Nobody. And now that a lot of these groups, these tribes were created by the Europeans. Yeah, you know what? I gotta dive into that more. I wanna research that more. Yo, know, the bottom line is that there's nobody the Europeans said, Okay, we're gonna call this group uh Yoruba. We're gonna call this group how people say, Well, how okay, we're gonna find them as Halber, we're gonna find them as Europeans gave these people names. They have their own local you go to Africa and most people will call their tribe, they got different names for their tribes, you know? But Europeans just popular, just like Japan is not the real name of Japan. People don't know that. The Japan's real name is Nippon. You know? People don't know that. Japan is something that Western, they use it, popular. That's how powerful the Western education is, right? People will call, say, like Japan, uh, China's real name is Kasai. You know? But we call it China. Or Chinese. You know, China. And they call it Chinese. You know, and so, so, so that's what it is. You know, we, you know, uh, uh, and so therefore, a lot of people, uh, people don't realize African Americans. Our culture is four hundred years old. You know, we sixteen nineteen. You know, to the present. It's, it's, old, it's older than the Zulus. That is, yeah, that is uh, an actual fact. It's like, and how, what you say the Rwandan culture started? What, uh, Rwanda? Yeah, when we went to the museums of the president of uh, museums in Rwanda, they start their history at the fifteen hundreds. So they're only like, they're only 100 years before us, you know? You know, their culture is uh, 100 started, years before It's like, it's crazy because they started when the European arrived. Like, that's how it's that's written down. That's how usually starts. When the European or the Arabs arrive, they, they have recorded history. They record things, you know? That's, yeah, what, yeah, that's yeah. where the black race is, is missing. Books. In Timbuktu, we had more books than any place in the world. It was a place of sculpture. But... It wasn't an indigenous African scholarship. You know, they didn't translate the books into local language, but there's so many different, but it was a unifying thing, right? Because people from different parts of West Africa come and they can communicate under one language, you know? So I don't know if it, uh, the history could have been avoided, you know? Rome had Latin and they colonized people, right? And the people spoke Latin as a, as a lingua franca, the, the language of use, you know? And if you want to move up in Roman society, you had to speak the Roman language, you know. But uh, the whole thing is, in uh, 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 Rome borrowed from Greece, but Rome conquered Greece, you know. Rome borrowed a lot of uh, pantheon from Greece, 
you know, the Greek pantheon Roman. A lot of the Greek philosophers, you know, uh, uh, Plato, Aristotle, everything were adopted by the Romans. You know, and they made it uniquely their own. You know, you can't say the Roman Republic was Greek, even though they took they borrowed from uh, Plato about the Republic, and then obviously uh, they built the uh, uh, thing Jupiter. And is uh, so they just named their own guy. They took the they took everything from the Greeks, right? But they made it their own. They gave it their own name and stuff. And so that's what it is. So like I said, like I said, this idea that African Americans don't have a culture, you know. And what is this thing you put up today, man? With this uh, the real whack, you know? What is this female? Oh man, it's powerful, powerful. It's powerful like you're right crazy, there, man. man. Crazy. Powerful, man. Yeah, I'm that is some powerful what, what, stuff. What, like what, talk. What's he talking about? He's talking about man, you know, when when a woman's in her twenties and her thirties, you know, that's that's coochie. You know, that's not pussy. You know, you know when when a woman is in her forties, you know, that's that's that. Now that's when you start talking about pussy. See, pussy don't want no drama. You know, pussy wants you to you know come hit that thing and, and, and ain't gonna ask no questions. You know, and it was just comparing. You know. It could be responsible for that. I didn't listen to it, but uh, but I saw like I heard saying the pussy. That's that. Then I posted right after that. You know, like, you posted that, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever happened to my game? game? You know, my game. You know, you know, what happened to my game? Yeah, you know, and uh, stuff like that. You know, so <laughs> I know you read that post tomorrow. You know, I know you read that. Shit. Don't try to front, man, nigga. I know you read that. Shit. I was going to comment on that. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know you want to, man. I know you want to. I know you want to when I, you should have, man. Yeah, I was going to comment. I said, no, nah, I ain't going to comment. Nah, I'm like, you know, I said, you know, the bottom line is, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know this, this discussion has to happen, you know. What happened to the game game, you know? What happened to the game game, you know? What happened to the game gamma, you know? You know, you know 40-year-old, man, woman, man, you got to be. You know, we need our game to get my gamma back, you know. They play this man. I play equal come out all the time. You know. The real, the real walk. Keep the mouth, but not BG, nor CG, nor C la la. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see a bang, bang, TV day. Yeah. I love that girl, man. Oh, I love that girl. Oh, he said, I love that girl. And I'm in love with that girl. How can I really stop her? Now then, who's going to let me know? 
Island, Trap songs that seem like it got a beat, nobody likes. I don't understand the logic of that, you know? I was stuck at a light, and I remember Ron, I forgot I had a meeting with Ron at my office yesterday, and uh, and I had to double back when I, and I got caught at the light, right? Dude right next to me, man. I was like, I was like two seconds from getting out of my car and knocking on the and say, yo, you gotta turn that shit the fuck down. It's, like it's, crazy, it's crazy because that trap music is so dominant, you hear Everywhere, even and, like, I, 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 and also, the dude said, "Yeah, after this, after I'm like, yo, man, back in the days, man, you it'd be, you had to, you had to have this rhyme skills. These motherfuckers ain't saying nothing, but yeah, fuck this, 
The beat, he's not even matching his beat. The beat makes no sense, you know? And what he's talking about is just a bunch of... Well, 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 I'm going to give you a little, little hint. Kyle, in the last five years, nobody rhymes on beat. So, so I don't know, man. I said, yo, the highs of black man, black man was known for his rhythm, his beat, man. What the nah, fuck nah, happened, it's, you know? it's, it's all beat, but it's catching like ghost notes. It's real. Nah, nah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's yo, pretty. Yo, yo, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I don't have to listen. The only time I hear it, right? And when it's bumping out of somebody's car. That's the only time I hear it, you know? Other than that, that shit is not played nowhere near around me. Whatever like that, you know. Now, but like when you go, when you go, like like I, I just don't like it because it sounds bad. Like when a when an Afro beat artist starting to use some trap beats and it sounds terrible. That's what I don't like. So like, like, it's just like uh, it's like this. But um, what were we talking about? What was that? What were we gonna get? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, now this the, is the real the real wop. Yeah, no, take us out now. Now we have. We're talking. We're in the topic segment. College Nation Radio. Tonight's topic is uh, uh, the college genesis. Why? I'm, why I feel like I'm the ringmaster in the circus of clowns. You know, like clown culture's taking over. I just, I just basically came. Terry Crews came out with a comment saying, "You're not successful unless you call the coon." You know, uh, you know. We have these stupid shows out now. The Lovecraft. Which they've introduced in the LGBTQ, the homosexual. I said people like, well, I remember one, uh, somebody said on Facebook and said, yeah, I was getting into it. Did they introduce a gay? Oh, that's what they do. They they lure you in, right? I know they're gonna butcher Black Panther, right? They're gonna make sure she. You know they're gonna make her the Black Panther, right? You know, and I, I, they probably make her give her a love affair with that one chick from Dory Milaje. You know, that's what it's going. That's what it is. What it is, man. You know. You know, we don't have any control of culture. The bottom line, this, this powerful, I just concluded, there's powerful forces up there that want this shit, but there's still a lot of people who resist it, you know, resisting this stuff, you know, and saying, you know, what it, what it is. You know, I can't stop it, whatever like that, but in my spaces, my circles, that shit does not exist, you know, and and I'm very, I'm a very tolerant person, but I'll never accept that shit as normal, you know, so people who Jamal, there's old there's a saying going around that 40 is a new 25, right? You know, I'm like, yo, fuck that shit. 40 is 40. What would you just say? A 40 year old pussy man. Who the fuck is a 40 year old pussy? Bro, let's be honest. Bro. I don't know. Kyle, I think you're wrong on this one, brother. Yo, man. I yo, man, I had to get rid of this one. Yo, yo, my, my ex girl, man, I'm talking about I, I broke, 40 year old. I, yo, we broke up. We, we broke up. We, this girl, this girl, hold on, hold on. This girl. She wouldn't settle down or whatever like that. She thought her 45-year-old pussy. I broke up with her like two days for her 45th birthday, you know? And I'm like, yo, look, man, there's no way I'm going to fucking be whipped by no 45-year-old pussy. Get the fuck out of here, you know? You know? I said, fuck that, you know? 45-year-old pussy ain't no way no 45-year-old pussy, you know, a premenopausal pussy going to whip me. You got to be fucking, you got to be a fucking hoe, you know? Get the fuck out of here, tomorrow, you know? I don't care how good she looks. You know, you're 45, man. You know, and so by my we can we can. Listen, oh, oh, listen, 45 year old pussy is better than some 20 year old nah, pussy. Nah, Jamal, come on, Jamal, please. You know, what I'm saying? please, please. I ain't, I can't go. I can't, I can't co-sign that shit, man. Because she knows her body. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, she, and also, also a 40, 25 year old woman. There's no finesse. You know, she already knows. This is what I want. This is what I expect. 
A young girl don't know shit about what she wants, you know? Girl, uh, 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 well, I don't know, some women, you know? A young woman, like, in her 30s and, and the late 20s, 20, whatever, they're still girls. They're still, okay, I need somebody to take care of. A 45-year-old woman already knows. She already got her man she picked out. She, she doesn't have a met him yet, you know? She, she, just, she already knows, you know, all right, I know that this is the type of nigga I want. And as soon as that nigga comes around, that's him. You know, that's him. She she can listen to like a five minute conversation, and that's a nigga. You know, that's her. That's her dude. You know, so there's no real challenge on that. Because Bob, if you're not wanting to do the nigga that she wants, right? Or she she has it. A woman is yin and yang energy, right? A man don't have a set type of woman he wants. You know, a man you know can get with a woman that's sixty. Like, okay, I get with that. Man can get with a woman that's eighteen. I get with that, right? But it's always evolving. Okay, that's yang energy. Women are yin, right? They only need that one space, the yin, the her sexuality is her yin. That means basically all she needs is just that one thing to plug that hole up and she's satisfied. She'll have that one dude that she'll ride and die for, you know? Listen, listen, so 45 year old pussy, no stress. There's no stress with that. Jamal, man. That's silly. Jamal, that's silly. Yeah, okay, so Jamal, Jamal, this is what I'm going to say to you. So I'm saying, I thought about this because I know you were going to say that shit, right? I know I'm going to ask the question to say that, right? Yeah, I had a woman, an incident the other day. You listen to my brother? I had an incident the other day, right? I was uh, pulled up to a gas station, right? And a gam gam was getting gas, right? She's like in her fifties, but she looked good though. She was like around 55, 56, older than me. Well obviously older than me because I look young, you know, whatever like the people don't know that I'm fifty two. You know? So I, I have women I had women in their forties that look like they could be my mother when I look they had a rough life, whatever like that. But she like this. But she was acting all like, you know, I was like I'm getting on my car, whatever like that, right? And she was acting like all oh, oh. you know we have a pandemic here of dudes running up on the, running up on chicks all the time, trying to get the number or not, you know, right? And, you know, I was like, you know, uh, she was like, and then when I, she kind of looked at me, I was like, I did look over and she was like, well, let me get my gas and wait till he goes out so he, he might say hello to me or something like that. And I looked over her like, yo, no, look, chick, you you mean to tell me I want to be out there and freaking, uh, uh, listen, listen carefully, Jamal. This is all, you talk about the 45, you get the fuck out of here. Yo, I want to be out there at, at uh, Chuck E. Cheese with your great grandkids. I got nothing else better to do but try to hook up, try to hook up with you, so I can be running around with your great grandkids. Now, how does that look, man? Me, college Genesis, out with somebody's fucking great grandkids. Are you our new great grandpa? You know. You say, you say, you say, but what you're doing is you're creating a stereotype. The average female that's 45 got grandkids. You know, great grandkids even. You know. That's just been ran through by a hundred niggas. You know? And then you know, you know, you know, you know, come on, come on, come on. I don't know what planet you are. You know, the bottom line or, or or they haven't had dick in so long or not. Why? Because they were still waiting for a super thug or that one nigga with the big dick or one nigga that is gonna pay the bills. It's always that thing. You gotta pay the bills. You gotta go, yo, you gotta catch the rent up. Yo, I've been through all this shit, man. You gotta catch me a catch the up, you know, uh need a ride to work, go take her daughter to work. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll he'll drop you off her, you know. You, know, you don't like you don't like that kind of stuff? No. Cause I've been there. 
And you see where the fuck he got me. You see where yo 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 Jamal. You see where the fuck he got me, right? You know, I done bought cars for bitches. I done did everything. Ain't got me shit. You know? I'm sitting here waiting to go to the motherland to meet a female or whatnot. You know, it's like that because I'm so over the, the fucking dating situation in America. You know, hey, Connor, you, you, gotta, you gotta get out of that, that, that rut, man. There's some good women in America. Yo, Jamal, man, cut it out. Cut it the fuck out. The why, the why, the why you, why you tap, why you tap your hey, Jamal? Come on, I'm with you. I just met a forty, I think she's forty-seven. Who, body? Hey, Jamal, why the hold on? Why don't, why, Jamal, why don't you freaking mail me your passport and let me hold on to your passport when I you tell me about how good oh, oh, <laughs> you ain't oh, giving up oh, that passport, oh. nigga. You know what I'm saying? You down in the DR chilling and whatnot. So I'm like, yeah, some good women in America. Then get the fuck out of here with that shit. Fuck. Get the entire fuck out of here with that shit. I got a passport for a reason, nigga. You know what I'm saying? See this right here, nigga? You know what I'm saying? This passport. You know what I'm saying? That passport's gonna that passport's gonna give you good fortune. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here, man. You know? Let this shit fucking burn. You know? Let this shit motherfucking burn, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that's what it is too, man. Like, yo, man, yo, oh, what's you got that passport? Listen, that passport is the best thing America has ever gave to the black man. What do you think about black women attacking Marquise Houston with Nike on Bride? Uh, I, I mean, their black line. women are viciously attacking them. I mean, viciously. Yeah, they are. They out of line. So why line. is it that? Also, every you notice how every time we got a sister Lane, everybody on. Every time they talk about you try you try to talk about Robin, but he's married to a white woman. Wait, wait. They never they never have you ever heard any black so called black power females and whatnot that we gotta ride on the crack with have they ever said anything about when black women marrying uh, a white man? Like the dude that uh what's the dude? George Lucas married to a black woman? Black women, oh man, you girls go sister and everything like that, you know? Why is it that they're trying to cuck hold black men? You know, so let's have this conversation, man. Yo, fuck all this black national shit for a fucking motherfucking minute. You know, why is it that black men get coupled even by other black men? Oh, you get. You know, I'm like this, man. If it's a female or like that, if you're not into the black national nation stuff like that, go the fuck. Where the fuck you fuck? Go right the fuck in. You know, so if you happy with that white bitch, whatever like that, or Spanish, where Chinese, wherever hell, go right ahead. Because the bottom line, when you sitting home. Alone with your dick in your hands, man. Ain't nobody gonna knock on your door and say, "Yo, I got this fly ass sister for you, brother." I see you uh, like that, you know. I see you lonely. I'm gonna hook you up with somebody. No, motherfuckers be spending all the time when you do get with a sister. Everybody in the community is trying to break that shit the fuck up. That's just the damn truth. I every relationship I've been in, when I got it, if I'm not, I got, I got to kiss their girlfriend's ass. I got to kiss their. Uh, the the baby daddy's ass. I gotta kiss the mama's ass. I gotta do all all these mo- all these fuck people. I got I got included in my life. I gotta deal with and everything. I can't say nothing and just to maintain a relationship. That's what they want. That's what they want for for us here. You know. But I said, man, brothers, get your goddamn passport. Get the fuck out of here. You know. Yo, Liberian girls banging. You know. Yo, I gonna go to Africa. African country with the prettiest girls. Ethiopia. Kenya. Yeah, I ain't no Sierra Leone had pretty women like that. I haven't seen it, but Ghana girls, eh? A lot of people don't like when I say it. Yeah, I haven't seen anything in Ghana. Oh, Ghana. But oh, Ghana and Ghana. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about, Jamal. You just don't want to say it, man. You know. See, my, my thing about uh, Ghana. 
little pie face. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, man. Just all right. They, 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 they just don't do it for me, man. You know. What's the they look like they look like Wody Mai. Yeah, man. I can't be looking like I can't be I can't uh, uh, kiss Wody Maya with a wig on, man. You know. You put a wig on Wody Maya and say, "Yo, welcome to Ghana. Get the fuck out of here." You know. I like how my women. Nigerian, how about Nigerian women? But, but Nigerian women are all high on that friggin' fake shit, you know? Fake. I don't, you know, the natural skin. I don't like a lot of makeup on. I don't, I, when I see women people. Bleach, a lot of bleach. You know, like, well, I can, know, I can tell when a girl's skin has been bleached. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I can, it's all pale and they, I mean, that looks nasty. It's not natural. Their hands be all dark. Yeah, hands and fingers be all dark and whatnot. And look, I see this one. The girl had yellow hands and whatnot, feet were just black and whatnot, you know? I'm like, yo, I can't be getting with that, you know? Get the fuck out of here, you know? It's deadly clown shit. We have a deadly clown culture that's pandemic to black. I thought we would, you go to Africa, you'd be escaped from that shit. But yeah, motherfuckers in Africa. The Negro mind is worldwide. White thing motherfuckers, motherfuckers living in Africa are still fucking not happy and shit, you know? I'm like, yo, you in Africa, what the fuck are you on social media talking? Yo, white people, this white, yo, yo that be the last. I thought when you go to Africa, that's the last thing you're around, white, you're around black. So, in other words, you're not getting along with the, the, the black people on the ground, socialized and everything. The white man did a job on us, man, you know? Did a job. He did a yes. job on us, man. He did a job on us. Yo, let me check this out. Uh, Dinah sent me a video today, right? I don't know if I want to announce this on the air, right? Our brother Mark Blanton, right? Now, he was coming off good, man, black. But he did a video on his thing. Somebody sent him a video. Uh, a clip from uh, and he recorded it. I guess he was watching it on his uh, his uh, smart TV, whatever. And the dude put his face in Dynasty, man. What's going on with your boy? And Mark Blanton is introducing how to get into real estate in South Africa with a blonde hair chick. And Dynasty asked me, so what do you think, Colin? I'm like this. I understand business and everything, but. You know, when we start talking about the Pan-African circle, I get, I get this. This panel is dangerous, man. They don't even want you saying hello to a white person. You know what I'm saying? They, you can't tell them, you know, I, 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 can't. I got a couple white people I know it's cool. What? Colin, you saying so what? I love you. Look, man, come on. Real, I live in a real fucking real world, man. I, you know, by, you know, I live in a real world. And then, like, tonight, man, we had a brother almost went to Angola with us, man. We got this. I got it straight, you know, with Mike. I got it straight. You know? straight, straight it out. I straightened it out. But the one guy, he ain't going, you know. I talked to him. Oh. That's it. The other guy, Rob, you know, the other guy, uh, uh, Mike's friend, you know. He's the one that caused all the trouble, you know. So I said, basically. Oh, he the one that caused the trouble? Oh, yeah. And I said, basically, yo, look, nigga, you know, said, basically, uh-uh, uh-uh, no way. Nigga shit. You got to check nigga shit, you know? Because niggas will, like, uh, gain your car. Oh, yeah, brother, mother. They're waiting to fuck your, fuck your shit up. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way you have to be, you know? You have to be, you know? Just like we check one check white people, I'm checking niggas, too. Niggas ain't about shit. You ain't going to roll with me. It's simple as that. You know? You got to check niggas. You know? I, I, I'm at the point now, I don't give a fuck about people's feelings. You know? You know, a lot of people mad at me right now. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know, I understand how shit works and everything like that. But, you know, we deal with niggas, man. They, they, they ain't putting no money up. They're not putting no uh, time in. They're not contributing shit and whatnot. But they want you to be accountable to them. And they ain't doing shit. You know, fuck that. But, yeah, so, yeah, so I don't want to get off that topic because we shouldn't be talking about that really on the air. But, 
you know, but you know, but that's a, that's the way it is, man. These uh, days and times, you got people out there, you know, who who uh, uh, in our community. I don't know, Black America. We just, you know, I, you know, the collective. There is no collective. You know, why do we keep saying there's collective when we know there's no collective? You know, the only way. You, that's why I disagree with you and Mr. Hola. Mr. Hola sits on that. Oh no, man! Come on, man! Come on, J Mall. See, the reason why Hope and I clicked on that level because we're saying we're scattered individualists. You know, when it comes, yo, look, I'm, I'm telling you right now, outside my office. Oh man, yo, so bad. Ron saw it yesterday too. Some badass chicks, right? This beauty school got right next door to me. God damn, these chicks, these these, these girls in their twenties. Holy shit! I don't know what the hell the gene pool is getting way better, man. These girls. Holy shit, man. I was like, I'm an old ass man, man. I can't be looking at young girls like that, but I can say hello. You know, I say hello, how you doing? What was that? You know, you know, hey, you want a daddy figure, you want to come around sometime with your daughter. <laughs> but anyway, you know, enough of that. Anyway, the bottom line is this. When it comes to business and everything like that, ain't nobody collected. I can't go around and say, yo, look, man, we're all black business here. We should do this. We're not everybody looking at me like it sounds good on social media. You know, you see brothers out there in the chat, yeah, black power, we should get together with You show up in one of these motherfuckers' house, right? And say, yo, man, we're going to have this discussion. Like, yo, man, the game's on. Ain't nobody serious about unity and everything. We're individualistic. Now, what, what's big in black America is cliques. Down here in Virginia, it's like we have a lot of families and cliques that go back. And they look up. Click up. Click up. You know, click up shit. Clicks are real. You can't break in. Oh, yo, bro. Let me tell you how it is down here in Virginia. You know, if you basically don't, if you haven't known this person past the second grade, you can forget it. You know, if they don't know you before the second grade, you can forget it. You know what I'm saying? They'll be still be like, yo, yo, he didn't come until the sixth grade. You know, you didn't, you didn't come around to sixth grade. I mean, so you guys know each other 30 years. And you still holding it against him that because he came in the sixth grade and y'all y'all two met in kindergarten, you know, and families and cliques and everything. They don't, you know, you ain't in their family, whatever like that. And I think that's all. A lot of times, that's all people got is their family identity. You know what I'm saying? You know, I went out. There, I remember I did this one. Uh, I did security. My boy Junior. He asked me to do security. You know, after the club shut down, he said, "Yo, you want to make some money tonight?" You know how much? I said seventy dollars. He said seventy dollars. It's just a, a a family a reunion for Bayside Arms, right? Bayside Arms is a housing project, uh, public housing in Virginia Beach, right? Now he grew up there. Junior grew up there, right? Junior, you know, he owns several businesses and everything. A lot of the people that made it out of Bayside Arms educated. You know, people coming in there. One dude was a pastor. He was other party. He was a pastor party. Yeah, people there. The dude was like, "Yo." I retired from the shipyard like that. I said they said we all came out of Bayside Arms, you know. And the one dude was there, but they give him a hard time, man. They said, man, you didn't grow up in Bayside Arms, you just know somebody there. They would not let him bond. He's just trying to get again. They get your non-Bayside Arm ass, you know. They would not forgive this dude, you know what I'm saying, for not growing up in Bayside Arms. I'm like, God damn, you're gonna hold it against this dude because he didn't. He was, you know, he came later. I think he. uh Moved there, like, like I think he was like in his 20s, you know. I said, You didn't grow up there, you know. So he was not a Bayside Arm. That tribal shit here in Virginia is deep. I, I, I was gonna write a book called Tribes of Virginia, you know. 
No, but the bottom line, he's been living there ever since, though. The dude was like, yo, man, I'm dead. Yeah, but in the 20s, <laughs> well, how are you going to hold it against the dude, man, because he came there in his 20s? Man, come on. You know? On, and well, especially especially with all these other people that moved out. How you going to do that? They don't move they, they don't move out, got houses and everything. But Bayside Harm is like the village, you know? That's their roots, you know? And they, they hold it against him because he wasn't actually born there. You know, so I, I, I how old is he now? Oh, it, so this was this was back in this was ten years ago. This was ten years, two thousand ten, ten years ago. This dude probably like thirty five now. You know, you know, thirty five now. He's probably like thirty five. You know, he was a young boy back in the yeah, day. Yeah, but he, he ain't got no roots there though. Yeah, it don't matter, man. He's like, man, he's he's black, 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 black people are stupid, man. Black people are stupid. But then again, I want to examine that, right? Because I, I, I wanted to write this book called before I wrote the book about Liberia. Wrote my Liberia book. I wanted to write this book called, and I want to do some investigating, you know, before I do I'm going to write this book on it, The Tribes of Virginia, you know, The Tribes of Virginia, how these these areas in Virginia Beach, Norfolk, everything, they're literally tribes, you know, these people have lifelong associations, identities based on the neighborhood they grew up in, you know, the tribes of Virginia, you know, you know, and people go, oh, yeah, we for, oh, yeah, what school, school district and all that, that that's really, really serious. I, I, it was. I seen people have beef. The biggest beef was uh, between Dickstown and uh, and Berkeley. Berkeley, they were a little more upper scale than Dickstown. Dickstown projects, right? Them dudes didn't like each other. And the Berkeley, we well, you know how you the Berkeley boy. Berkeley old boys always had the college shirts on. You know the you know the eyes eye type shirts. That was their signature. You see dudes like that. Oh, he's from Berkeley. And Dickstown because they had a little bit more money and everything. Berkeley had just as many drug deals and thugs as Digstown, you know, but these these two hate each other. You know? And when and I these, do, are black these are black areas. Yeah, black areas, all black, man. All black. Sunrise niggas didn't like fucking Digstown people, you know. You don't go out sunrise, you know. East community. I have friends, we're from New York. We have friends and people in every area, you know. We got respect. Norview, we have respect in all the places because we 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 were, we were from there. People they, they saw it, oh, y'all y'all from New York. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't fit into it. We can go any place. You know? You know, a couple of times, you know? That's the only time they I... Got good, they got some good pancake houses in Williamsburg. Uh, I don't like that Cracker Barrel shit, man. I wouldn't eat Cracker Barrel. You don't, you don't like those pancake houses? Man, oh, I like the pancake house. I don't like Cracker Barrel. I don't like Cracker Barrel. No, I'm talking about the, pan, the pancake houses. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I heard about those. I didn't go to them. I mean, they got the shops there, too. I got to go there. People always tell me, like, they they got a lot of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and I, and I never, I never went. The only time I went to Williamsburg really went to the thing. I, did, I got, you know, I got to go to Williamsburg. Take a day and say, you know, I'm gonna take I a day. There's a lot of resources. Yeah, yeah, but my, and also I go past there to go to Richmond. You know, I always, I, I, I'll stop in there to go on my way to Richmond. Go there, take, 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 take one of your girls there to Williamsburg. Chill. Man. I will, I will, I will. I'll do it. I get the time. I will. Like Virginia got a lot to offer. You know, they got the white water rapids. They got a lot of resorts in Williamsburg. Yeah, they got the they got the white water rapids too up here in our Richmond area. When there's a lot to do in Virginia, you know. So, like I tell people all the time, man, you know, don't throw out the baby in the battle. There's a lot going on in the United States, man. You can take your bag. Black people just don't know how to enjoy themselves. They just sit on social media and talk misery. Let me play some more music, Big Mall. You know, you know. Misery merchants. Misery Get merchants. away from the misery merchants. Yeah, man, we're going to talk about that. Black media, you know, black media. You say it's not failing. I say it's done, you know. It just started. 
Saying about the failure of the black and so called new black media, right? They say the, uh, uh, the failure of new, uh, new black media, you know, you gotta admit, Tariq Nasheed turns into a joke. You got a dude named Yuckmouth coming out, he's smoking a blunt the whole thing, and he's going after Tariq and whatnot. You know, you got Meet Your Ex, you know, the circus of deadly clowns, you know, and I don't know what the hell YouTube has become a distraction. A circus. The white man's giving us fucking just just plat these platforms just for us to tear each other up and act a fool, you know? Yeah, you know, that's all it is. Yeah, I tell people, oh, we're going, man, the, the bottom of the white man got you right where you are. I put a post up, right? I said, 
don't talk to me about you're a revolutionary, right? And you're posted on Facebook and everything like that. But what about you, Kyle? I said, I never said I was a damn revolutionary. I'd be a fool if I was some black revolutionary guy. And I'm using the white man's fucking infrastructure. What the fuck is the whole idea of the black African infrastructure organization is that I found it, you know? That one day we have our own shit. You know what I'm saying? You motherfuckers want to monetize YouTube. Y'all living off YouTube. Y'all eating off YouTube and everything. Talk about you about a revolution. Nigga, get the fuck out of my face. I am so glad that I don't use those platforms for my way of life and everything. Yo, you're a freaking clown. No, you back and forth on YouTube. It's a yeah, we gotta see them. They might shut our whole account down. So, in other words, you so bad, but as soon as they, they send you a threatening thing, well, they're gonna shut that YouTube down. Y'all just fucking it. Y'all bug eyeing, you know, you're cooning. I, I, but the boy, I ain't seen nothing. I ain't, don't cut my, don't cut my channel off, you know. Get the fuck out of here, you know. The college gents is gonna keep it always keep it real. And, uh, like I was saying. You got all these clowns out here on social media, you know, and everything, you know. They take everything as a goddamn joke, you know. They talk like, Jamal, you got a static in the background. Yeah. I'm saying, so they got all this, uh, 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 they take everything as a goddamn joke. They think everything is playing, you know. They, uh, they, uh, uh, come around and they basically want to slander people. Put people's name out there, tell lies on people, whatnot, you know. And I've been a victim of it too. People don't know a goddamn thing about me. Call her, this, call her, and take it off, stealing people's money. When I come up, fucking, ain't nobody gave me a goddamn dime. You know, nobody, nobody financed this platform. Nobody financed my website, my social media. All stuff like that's paid for my own goddamn pocket. Don't come at me with that shit. I, the reason why I do the way I do because I like saying what I like to say. I don't give a fuck about making friends. I don't give a damn about my enemies. So I say what I, I, I got. I say what needs to be said. That's why I like doing what I do. Now, as far as like the new black media, Jamal dropped off. I guess he'll come back in a second and try to get a better connection. Anyway, the new black media has been a failure. A failure. You know, in my humble opinion. You know, the new so-called black media has been a failure. Now, Jamal says that it's still in infancy. You know, it's still a baby. You know? And so I'm saying if the new black media was uh, uh, effective, then why is it that there's stories on the table we don't know about? Why is the new black media, they only focus on Karens and, uh, and us getting our ass whooped? What about blacks winning? You know, nobody wants to talk about that. It's all negativity. You know, negativity sells. I get that. But I thought that we were going to create a platform where we could hit positive. Remember Robert Townsend? Did you see that thing I put up there with Robert Townsend? The bowl, the black, the beautiful. Do you remember that, Jamal? I remember that. Yeah. The bowl, the black, the beautiful, or not. But, you know, Robert Townsend is a tragedy. Remember that? <laughs> that was the funniest shit ever created. Started Robert having as the weed king. Remember that? You know, you know, is your hair so short you can smell your brain? I'm the weed king. You know that? He said, "Oh no!" It was like a spoof on the black nouveau riche. If you don't know what the nouveau riche means, new rich. You know, and they lived in this exclusive black neighborhood. When I, sorry, Blake Carry, uh, Lake Carrington as the rib king. You know, I'm the yeah. rib. Yeah, fifty. You know what I'm saying? And I said the one guy. Uh, 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 you know, I always said this right. 
Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, that one chick that's going after our Kathy, she's going after the Bag family now. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted that wow. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk after we get off the show. We'll talk about that. Wow. Anyway, wow, right? Anyway, the, uh, uh, when uh, John Witherspoon shows up with that one chick, where he's like, I just hit the lottery, fourteen million dollars, right? He's standing outside the house. He's like, he's like, tell him, say, say hello, Pearl. Hello, ho. <laughs> you know, you guys, you got a big, big feet. <laughs> he goes and nothing. Yeah, I'll say. Robert Town looked at him like. Oh, they just go, they just walk right in, they just bite themselves right in. <laughs> that's a good baby, that's a good baby. That was comedy back then, man. You know, that was freaking funny as shit like that. I, don't, I forgot the point I was going to make, but that was shit was funny. Oh, Robert Townsend, right? See, Robert Townsend, man, see, when he made the five heartbeats, right, he wanted black people to go see. He said, if we, this movie, man, that, that'll show that other black films that shows positive to sell, right? The black people didn't turn out for five heartbeats, you know? They turn out, we didn't turn out for that shit, you know? Now, we turned out for Hollywood Shuffle. That was funny. That's why I got the Obama Shuffle and all that from, you know? The Hollywood Shuffle, you know? Hollywood Shuffle came out before five heartbeats. Oh, I know that. I know that. But that was his only thing, right? But he wanted to make more uh, films, like, you know, you know, uh, positive films. But that five heartbeats, man, I mean, that's going to be, that was a funny thing. Shuffle, that's, that was funny. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the one part, oh, one part with the uh, fucking uh, with the with the, uh, the Jerry Crow nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, that, oh, don't do it, right? You know. And the one part was Robin Townsend. He goes, "Do you have to make a face like this?" It was Andrew Johnson. Yeah, I know. Let's just shoot him, right? He was, he was ahead of Robert Townsend. He was ahead of the curve. Right. Then Spike Lee tried to freaking try to come out, uh, try to mock him with that, try to imitate him with that. Uh, uh, what's that? Boom, boom. Uh, when bamboozle, yeah, bamboozle, bamboozle is like a like a serious version of Hollywood Shuffle. You yeah. know, that was a serious version of Hollywood Shuffle. You know, but but the bottom line is Robert Thomas is a tragic figure. Why? Because even though his HBO specials were good, but he couldn't really, uh, he wasn't a box office success like him and Eddie Murphy. I believe had beef. You know, you know. Where's he at now? Somebody should interview him now. Hey, that's what I'm saying, went. man. I thought we Jamal. I thought we had new black media. Where the fuck is Robert Townsend? Like, it's a shame everybody forgot about John Singleton before he died. You know, where is the new fucking black media? No, the new fucking black media is sucking the asshole of the friggin' establishment. You know, the new black media is just a stepping stone to get to the mainstream. That's all it is. Say it like it is. They want to get that mainstream. They want to Tariq the Chief. So how, about, how, about, how about Roland Martin? They, like, what you oh, doing come doing? on, man. Roland is a freaking buffoon. You know, a buffoon. Even on his own platform. He's a, he's a buffoon. What he, all he does all day and all night is talk about Donald Trump. You know, the bottom line is, what they, you, you know, you know, the bottom Yo, he's a bought and paid for before. Everybody can see it. You know? They're saying they, they the Biden people send them some money, keep up the anti-Trump thing. Because he remember he got bold. Where's all the money got, right? And next thing you know, he went on this vicious, oh Trump, Trump gotta go. He don't want to hear nothing. He, it's not even about uh okay, let's talk about policy. There is no policy, you know. <coughs> all this, you black, you gotta get out the vote. Because they say so. You got Michael Bazin out there, right? Michael Bazin's out there. He sold his soul. You know? That's all it. These guys are uh, basically. Why, why are you so, I, I say well, 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 this is how it is. Michael Bazin used to be objective. 
you know? Uh, 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 being objective in black. Michael Basin ain't even out there no more. He's out there. He's out there, man. He's, he's doing a podcast. He's doing something. Yeah, he's doing. Oh, oh, I'll send it to you. I, I subscribe to him, you know? And the bottom line is, I used to like him back in the 2000s because he was balanced. He was like, okay. But he, he wouldn't be considered new black media, though. Yeah, but, but since he's not on uh, 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 cable television, he's mostly doing internet and stuff like that he's doing he has radio he has a radio show and everything like that i don't know if he has a uh, syndicated broadcast or anything but he does a lot of podcasts you know you know podcast i don't know if it's uh commercialized to the extent like he was but a lot of these people man you know, like i said you know they gotta go where they can get an audience in and right now the only thing that's selling is you know if you're gonna be there's election year and so basically what they're trying to do is show that they can. So we live in a world now. You know, you gotta understand something, Jamal. We got. We live in a world of the so-called influencer. If you have a certain amount of social media followers, you're considered an influencer. Yeah, Michael Basin ain't been around though for the last five. So years. he has been around, but like I said, but he's not on like he clear channel no radio, huh? He has no influence like he had. Well, well, if you look at his social media platform, there's a whole his Facebook uh, live feed. You know, look him up. Facebook live feed, man. He, this thing is, uh, it's like 24 hours a day. Trump this, Trump that, Trump that. And uh, he, I remember when he was t- talking with this one uh, lady, she was like, she talked to her brother, and he said, he go, I don't care about either one of them. He goes, I have the same job with Clinton, Bush, and Obama was president. I don't see no need to vote. And he's like, no, he got to go out there and vote. He got to go out there. So the question is, when you tell somebody to go out there and vote, who uh, are you saying if they like Trump, they should go out and vote? No. I talk to people all the time. I say, look, I'm going to stay home and go third party. I almost get into freaking altercations with black people out here. That's a vote for Trump. That's a vote for Trump. You know? And so they're they're being, you know why they're saying this? They're being being, being, uh, uh, fed by the likes of Roland Martin and uh, all these other people. Oh, Trump, you got to get rid of Trump. It's no, it's like black America has no political interest in the political process. You know, only thing they have, they have one last time to use us, right? Because like I said, black people, I thought, after this next election, win or lose, black America is going to be irrelevant. It's going to be Hispanics and all these other people, you know? Yeah, it's going to be on the forefront, you know? You know, they're already trying to court the Hispanic vote, right? They already figured that black people don't vote around issues, so there's no issues. So you got people don't seem to understand something, right? To engage the political process, right? Reparations is not a political uh 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 what, what, what word I'm trying to use, you know? It's not a legitimate political issue in the in the mainstream. I don't, I don't know about that one, Kyle. No, I believe that. I believe about it. I, I, if they're talking about it, they're, they're, they're talking about it. Hey, Kyle, yeah, I know that, but what I'm saying is this though, right? It won't ever transgree with you. But man, it's some funny it's a lot of weird things that happen. Yeah, lie, lie, you know, and the whole thing is yeah. Ago, there's a lot of weird things going on. I agree with you. A lot of weird things going on. But one thing yeah, is never going to happen. It never will happen. First of all, if people look at reparations, reparations has to be done in the United States. Now, what they, now what's dangerous right now is that the only way you can really get reparations is if you overthrow the U.S. government, you know, in a bloody coup like what they're trying to do by delegitimizing the courts, the police, and everything. And then uh, uh, you bum rush the White House like they tried to do. Oh, you look at Barbados. Look at Barbados. They said they don't want to be under the queen. Yeah, that's good. That's that's fine. You know, that's fine. But they are in a sovereign territory. You know, we're not. 
Black America, yeah, yeah. black Black America don't make a majority up in any state. Yeah, yeah but still, but still, a what? lot of white folks, man, will, will, will ride with you. No, oh, come on, Jamal, come on, man. Now you're gonna no, tell I'm me saying, just race so hard. White people are not gonna put their lives on the line for the niggas. Oh yeah, I know that, but the whole thing is, but they say you're Republican, but they're not whatever holdings they have, the currency and all that's gonna be still tied to the British pound. You know, they don't care about you, your Republicans. They'll give you your independence, you know. They gave God an independence. Look what good that did. You know, Mali's so-called independent. But where's all his currency reserves at? In France. That don't mean nothing. I didn't know, I didn't know Nigeria was considered still under the country. Of course, the Commonwealth. I told you that. They All they did was let Negroes manage their country. It's still the, the protectorate and part of the Commonwealth. They, they give you this fake uh, liberty. The only countries in Africa that were truly liberated, really, to be honest with you, was uh, Angola and Mozambique, somewhat Ethiopia too, and Liberia because it was an independent republic. But Angola is the best country in Africa. Why? Because the colonialists were completely uprooted. You know? And I just found out today, I knew this, right? But there's a video Dinah sent me, right? And he said it's the most balanced view of Liberia, and this guy I didn't like, James Cement, he actually came up pretty good, you know? And they were saying that uh, the the reason why the coup happened was, I remember the story, right? Tober, uh, the United States was using Liberia as an airfield for, and they wanted to build another airfield to supply the, the war in Angola. Tober and Cecil Dennis said no, right? That's what began the coup, the, the, the thing, we got to take Tober out. And then as soon as they got dough in there, the U.S. built the airstrip, right? And they were, not only that, I really believe, that the airstrike on Libya was launched from Liberia too. That's why Gaddafi armed Charles Taylor. The airstrike from to Libya was launched from Liberia, you know, with logistics, you know. Same they said for U.S. air carrier, but I believe it was launched from Liberia, you know. And so, therefore, the Angolan war was prolonged because Samuel Doe gave the United States permission to uh, uh, to uh, uh, to build a base. To supply the uh, the rebels, uh, you need a rebel in Angola. You know, so why you talk like this? Samuel Doe was a puppet. He saw that tub. This is another thing. You think the native Liberians are stupid? They saw that uh, uh, Tolbert wanted to kick the United States out. You know, you're not going to use our territory to wage war in Africa, right? But yeah, they're the so-called Uncle Toms. They're the oh, you're the call. You know what I'm saying? No one even knows the freaking history. No one needs to have it. No one's so-called new black media is even having these goddamn discussions. So when people step to me about geopolitics, you better come with your A game. I know what I'm talking about. You know, we have a, the whole world, black world, got it all wrong. We got it all fucking wrong. But then some say, Kyle, oh man, Kyle, you can't speak on black countries, you know? You only got, you only can say positive things about black countries, Kyle. You know, no, no, you're, you're American. American. You're American. You think, you think, uh, you know, people always say some bullshit. Oh yeah, basically just shut us up. That's all. Yeah, yeah just yeah, shut yeah, us yeah. up. Yo, so we get the fuck out of here. You know, you know. Bottom line, I as long as I got a voice, I'm gonna speak on whatever topic I want to speak on. And bottom line, like I said, every show I always include some stuff that's going on in Africa. People listen to the show. I didn't know that. But you know what it's gonna do? People gonna pick up a damn book. You know, you're gonna pe- you're gonna pe- it's gonna pique your interest, and you're gonna pick up a book and be like, okay, let me read about this, man. Let me go to the library. Let me go to Google, and let me learn and pique your interest. There's something more to life than 
uh, Lovecraft and all these stupid movies. They what, what do you mean? What do you mean we don't have no modern infrastructure in Black Nation? Yeah. <laughs> and the bottom line is everything is about infrastructure. You know, the Roman Empire, the Roman ruled the world because of what infrastructure. You know, the, the people Rome conquered was satisfied. Why? Because Rome provided them with what infrastructure. That's how the Bible could spread so so many places because the infrastructure. Infrastructure, you know, language, infrastructure, roads, 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 trade, Roman trade, trade routes, yeah. everything like that was secured and everything. People could trade. Going, going through going through the old Ottoman Empire, all that infrastructure. All that infrastructure was built by Rome. Bible transfer. Yeah, yeah all built by Rome. You know, Rome. We never had that really in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Where people say, "Yo, Massa Musa should say, you know something." Yeah, but they said that the Mali trade route connected to the Congo and to Eastern Africa. They said there was trade routes, but it wasn't nothing like it was mandated. Like when they sent the army down there and said, we're going to build some trading cities, we're going to conquer something. We just never were that type of people. We should have been. You know, we should have been that type we, of we people. Never, we, we never developed Africa. We never developed like we Africa. We never had, did. So that when the Europeans came, oh, this place needs to develop, we're going to bring in development. You know, as simple as that. And so that's what we're situation we're right now. And what said that black people try to develop Africa, we're trying to claim the uh the the Olmecs and all this kind of Central Mesoamerican fucking Aztec. Nigga, you are not Aztec, you know? You know, you are black from Africa. Be proud of that. You got a whole continent over there that's yours. If you claim whole it. continent that's yours. You wanna be Aztec. You, you wanna be fucking uh, Native American, you know? Man, I'll kick you in the goddamn head, nigga, you know. You and, a lot of, uh, oh, and a lot of it, and a lot of it is old niggas, six. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Then why they? Those are the type of dudes that grew up on that. You ain't no African. You, you ever see those type of dudes, right? You know you can't talk and have a conversation with them because you know the way they had a ponytail, something like that. There ain't no way you gonna tell you. He'll swing on you, saying you African. You know what I'm saying? He'll swing on you. And then when they do discover Africa, right? They're all in some fantasy version. You know what I'm saying? You ever see those dudes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamal, Jamal, yeah. Jamal, Jamal, you doing? Hey, wait, hey, wait till they sixty. Yeah, so now, now they're all in Africa and they go and they go all out with the shit, you know. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you know what the fuck I'm talking about, Jamal. Jamal, I never steered you wrong, man. You know what the fuck I was talking about, you know. And I see this shit, man. I see this shit. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, damn, how did it take you to become sixty years old? Then you finally de- de- discover Africa. And then they go all off with it. You know, they go, they're all in left field with it. They, go, they take it to the extreme and shit, you know? It's like, yo, man, you can't tell them nothing. Wow, ah, yeah. You know, this, that, the other thing, man. They they, they read Kwame Kumar for the first time. Hey, Kwame Kumar. Yeah, and then, and, then, and, then, and then they end up in Ghana. What the fuck? They're like, what the fuck they end up here for? You know, and there's a reason why, you know, you, they didn't tell you the whole story. Ghana rejected Kwame Kumar, you know? You know what I'm saying? They kicked them out, whatever, like that, overthrew them, they decided with the U.S., and Ghana's been fucked ever since. So, bottom line, I'm, I'm glad, I know you're in Ghana now, you decided to retire there because you read at six, at the age of 65, Kwame Kumar. That's the country I gotta go to. That's the country. <laughs> Negroes, man. Negroes. There are yep. people, man, but we gotta love them. Man. That's, that's what we gotta say. We, we, we clown here on the show. And hey, what's up with your boy Deontay, man? He always coming at African Americans. <laughs> Oh, 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 you mean Dante from Nigeria? Dante, yeah. Yeah, man, that dude, man. I, I don't even reply to him no more, man. He just, you know, he just, ah, call him, bye, 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 bye. And then oh, when, and then, when I, then, I, then I showed pictures of the librarians. I said, librarians built stone buildings, brought stone architectures in West, the tropical West Africa. 
they didn't build that, they didn't build that, they didn't have put a bunch of bitches up. They didn't build, so, I was like, yo, look, we had, we built a civilization on the coast of Africa, you know, while the rest of Africa was stuck. That's just true, you know? Give us credit. But then some people say, Kyle, well, Angola, Angola was developed, Rwanda was developed, and, and, and that time was developed, you know, that some people say that, Kyle. Well, that was the Portuguese who developed Rwanda, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. The Portuguese built it as a seaport, you know? Liberia was built as a black city, you know, a black state, you know? There were no white settlers, there were no white colonists, you know, all black. They built those homes, those churches, those buildings from memory. Because most of those people were carpenters in America. We're about to go off the air with Guys who Radio next week. Uh, join us tonight, folks. But they built all those things from memory. You know, they didn't have blueprints. They just knew how to build homes. They built their carpentry skills, you know. They did all that stuff from memory. You know, and so the bottom line is in that, that history is being erased. Why? Because we're not allowed to have, we're not to be victors. We're not allowed to be successful. We can't, uh, but yeah, we can't, we can't claim Liberia. Yeah, you know, okay, we can't do that, Joe. Jamal, you cannot claim Liberia. Why? Because that's you bragging. You always got to be down and out, you know. Black, down and out, but yeah. black people cannot claim anything, you know. Black Wall Street, oh, you better not claim that, you know. Why? Because what you're saying, they'll say, first they'll say, is, well, what about the poor blacks that were there? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I see you, ch- you chilling, J Mall. You got, uh, you go trips to the DR and everything. You know what I'm saying? But what about all the niggas you leave behind? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's your responsibility, J Mall. Bottom line, we have this yoke on us, you know? You know, this yoke on us. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's because if you, when you come off as conscious, maybe there's got to be a hybrid. You got to have a hybrid of I don't give a fuck about you, nigga. You know that fuck you, and also I love my black people. You got to have a like a balance there, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like a yin and yang spinning, you know. When the raw nigga steps, you nigga get the fuck out of here. I thought you okay, brother's doing the right thing. Hey, come on, brother, we're in the thing, you know. You know, it's like bob and weave, you know, and everything like that, you know. So we, uh, uh, uh we like that. Hey, Jamal, I'm gonna go ahead and end this uh, uh, broadcast. I'm gonna call you. In I, took, I took that. I took that COVID test today, man. What happened? I'm negative, man. Right. Yeah.